We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And just like that, the preseason has come to an end. As the Detroit Lions fall 20-16 to the Cleveland Browns. With most starters playing, was there any young player that made the roster based off their week 4 preseason performance? And we have a final 53-man roster prediction on this episode. Was there any surprise players that didn't make the cut? And is there any surprise players that made the cut? Find out on episode 37 on the Pride Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 37 on the Blue Wire Network. I'm Tyler from Lions Nation. I'm Pierre from Nature Lions fan page. All right, Pierre. We do have Malcolm with us today. So last time you ditched us, now Malcolm's ditching us this week. So uh, today on episode 37, we're going to talk about the Lions' final preseason game to the Cleveland Browns. The Lions finished their preseason going 0-4 and, and suffered a loss to the Cleveland Browns. Let's start off with you, Pierre, since you're the only one I can kick it out to you. What's your thoughts and reaction from this Cleveland Browns game? Um, I want to start with some concerns I have on the team. The, off, the offensive line is a concern. Uh, for whatever reason, Crosby has fallen off. I don't know what's going on. I hope it's just like, uh, like what Aishon had last year, kind of. He struggled a little, and then they, they made him an active couple games. He got motivated and played at a high level. I hope that's what's going on with Crosby, but I don't know, and it's really a big concern to me because if Decker goes down, who the hell is the left tackle? You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man, it's definitely a concern at that left tackle spot. With uh, Crosby having a poor week one preseason against the Patriots, now kind of this week in Cleveland, it's a... 
it's definitely a tough call. It's a new offense this year, so my concern is that maybe he hasn't adjusted fully to the you know to this new offense and this new offensive schemes. I mean, it's same offensive line coach, which is you know should be this similar stuff to that, but right. I don't know. His, his struggles are definitely very concerning, and I don't know what to really take with it. I'm not confident in him being my backup offensive tackle right now for this football team. Uh, I think that's something the Lions need to go out on the waiver wire market or the free agent market when over a thousand players getting cut, you know, this weekend. So I think that's a time to uh, you got to go look for an offensive tackle. Because right now, I'm not confident in Terrell Crosby to be my backup offensive tackle if either Ricky Wagner or Taylor Decker were to go down. I think if they want alignment, to be honest, I think they might have to trade because we saw um, just this past weekend a few linemen get traded, like some solid linemen get traded. I don't think those guys are just going to fall into people's laps. There is a market for them because the entire league is pretty much like doesn't have a lot of depth at the O-line position. So maybe you swing a trade from which I wouldn't mind as long as the guy has experience. He's played decent. Um, Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely something to keep a tab on in the next few days and see kind of what they do with Terrell Crosby. I think he'll still make this football team. We'll get more into that when we make our 53-man prediction at the later end of the episode. But it's definitely something to keep a tab on with Crosby. So what else do you got from this Cleveland Browns game? Um, I thought Tom Savage, it was hard to evaluate him in the receivers. It's not fair because they had no time. But Tom Savage still, like, he did not look good. And same with Josh Johnson. You can't take those sacks. You have to throw the ball away, especially like when you're running the two-minute offense. You just can't take those two sacks. I mean, if this was a game, the game would be over. You have to at least give your chance itself to like win. I thought both quarterbacks were kind of iffy. But it's not fair, like I said, because the offensive line wasn't that good. Uh, I thought Mark Thompson, I mean, his numbers don't show it. 11 carries for 35 yards. But I thought... He played well. He ran hard. He caught the ball. I actually haven't making it, but we'll talk about that more later. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to go back to your quarterback situation, the Josh Johnson and Tom Savage. It, this, this battle made it a lot more interesting than I thought it would be going before the game started. Like I thought before the game started, I was really confident Tom Savage kind of just winning that job. But... Josh Johnson gave himself a good bit to make this football team, man. You know, uh, after that, you know, horrendous outing a week two in Houston where he was in the system for four or five days, he's rebounded quite nicely, honestly. You know, in Buffalo, or versus Buffalo last week, played pretty well, in my opinion. I thought, you know, he had the, he gave the, the Lions a chance to win that game. This week, I thought he played pretty well as well. You know, exclude that last drive, which was not that great. I thought he played pretty well again last night in Cleveland. I don't know. He, he's an interesting case. I want to get in. We'll get into the 53-man predictions a little later, like we said. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Josh Johnson made it a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. And kudos to him, man. Yeah, and also, he also showed some wheels. I, I liked what they did. They, they did some uh, zone read options and some read options. That was nice. He had four carries for 17 yards and a touchdown. So that was interesting. We've never really seen that out of a Lions quarterback before. That was fun. Yeah. No, never. Yeah, he looked like uh, Michael Vick out there, man. <laughs> yeah, his wheels throwing the ball. I mean, I was, I liked it, man. I was, uh, I was impressed with Josh Johnson, and 
it's it's definitely something to keep up else with on the table on that backup quarterback spot as well. Definitely. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but Bob Quinn said they basically brung in Perez to be on the practice squad. Yeah, and that, the that's announcer, what I which makes sense. I expected that. I said that actually in last episode, uh, when they signed Perez, which is different compared to him and David Fales. You get actually a quarterback that has a practice squad uh, eligibility, uh, you know, where David Fales was not eligible for the practice squad. So I thought that move should have been done a lot earlier, but... You know, better late than never. At least they got it before the last preseason game. So, you know, Lewis Perez, he didn't really get many opportunities out there. Um, I believe he only got the one completed pass for five yards. So, you know, uh, he's, he's a development project, definitely. I'm not saying he's going to somehow light up the league eventually. I'm <laughs> saying that, you know, it's nice to have. You, you want someone on your practice squad. And the Lions had no guys eligible for the practice squad when they had David Fales and Josh Johnson, Tom Savage. So it's actually kind of you know, nice and comforting that we can have a practice squad quarterback. Yeah, I agree. For insurance. Uh, and then, go ahead. What did you think of Travis Fulgham? I thought he played as, I thought he played onto this roster. I think he's going to make the roster. He he showed, like, his jump ball skills. He has to work on his toe tapping a little, but that's not that hard to correct. Um, he showed some yak after the catch, some good yeah. speed when he has the ball in his hands. I thought he was good. Yeah, I, I actually really left... You know, after that game, being really impressed with Travis Fulgham because Travis Fulgham kind of needed a game like that to I agree. solidify a roster spot. Because right now, I mean, before that game, he was definitely a roster bubble, and he's nowhere near safe, I don't think, yet. But he's making a case to make this football team now, where I think you're looking at his past few games and, you know, for Buffalo having the fumble, and, you know, it wasn't a good sign. And Travis Fulgham just needed that game, and I'm, you know, kudos to him. He's got a legit shot making this team now. And, you know, Bob Quinn always seems to kind of favor those draft picks as well. So um, that's something also to look into. I, I agree. I think I see Travis Fulgham making this 53-man roster. All right. Now I want to go to the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Who did you think was the standout on the defense? Okay. I have... I have two of them, actually. I have one in the secondary, and I have one on the defensive line. I'm going to start off with the defensive line. I'm going to start off with defensive uh, defensive lineman Eric Lee. I thought Eric Lee played really well. You know, He missed last week first Buffalo because he was hurt, and he came back in, in practice Monday, and I thought he played really well. And with Austin Bryant you know, looking to be a potential IR candidate, I think Eric Lee has almost kind of played his way into making this roster right now and i've been super I, w- I was impressed you know with eric lee you know he made some really nice plays tackle for losses uh he batted the ball down i was he set the edge really well i was really i left yesterday's game really impressed with eric lee and a guy that i've been like 50 50 with almost all of training camp in preseason with eric lee he kind of if austin bryant does end up going on injury reserve I right now have Eric Lee making this football team. So I, I left really impressed with Eric Lee on the defense line. I thought he standed out pretty well. Another lineman that I liked was your boy Mitchell Laven. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good, yeah. Uh, he had he had three tackles. And he was just like, he, could, he was just over the ball, getting some pressure. I thought he did well. Yeah, that's definitely a battle to keep up with Eric Lee and Mitchell Laven. I think, uh, I don't know if both of them make the team, but I think one of them will. Um, they might favor Laven over Eric Lee just because he's played all four preseason games and has been pretty consistent. You know, he's not a flashy player, but he's a consistent, good ball player. And uh, 
that's something definitely to keep a tab on as well. If AB does go on injury reserve, I think uh, you could look at a guy like Mitchell Laban or Eric Lee to step into that role in that defensive line. Okay. I said I, I told you I have another standout guy, though. I think you're going to say. I yeah, my, I think you know what I'm going to say. And he needed this game badly, and that's cornerback Mike Ford. Mike yep. Ford has been struggling badly in training camp, and he didn't have a really good preseason before Cleveland. So did he win a roster spot? It's possible, man. He, he almost played like he won a roster spot because Mike Ford is not eligible to the practice squad because he played over the game limit last year when yep. he got promoted. Do they like Mike Ford enough to keep him again on this football team? Uh, that's definitely an interesting call because they have some, you know, they have some already corners. You know, Tease Tabor didn't play at all. Could they fa- potentially favor Tabor over Ford? D. Virgin didn't play a single snap last night. So does that maybe mean they favor D. Virgin over Mike Ford? So whether the case or not, Mike Ford gave it a good bid. And I- I'm proud of him, man. I'm proud that he stood out and because i've been waiting for another corner on this football team to kind of stand out because i've been saying after our starting three cornerbacks okay, after justin coleman darius slain rashawn melvin I, i've been saying this i haven't been impressed with many of the other corners after that i don't think Amani's ready to be in a, a cornerback for four role yet so uh you know i think it mike ford has made things interesting too because it looked like tease Tabor, him coming back healthy this week kind of might have got the favor of being a second-round pick, having a you know decent camp. So Mike Ford has made things interesting, and I don't think Tease Tabor is safe, especially not playing a single snap last night or diversion. I don't think it's safe either. I think with Mike Ford, um, he was all over the field making plays on special teams, on defense. They even played him at a little safety. So there's some versatility right there. Corner, safety, and special teams, they value that. Um, I thought, well, he... The first play, I was like, here we go again. Mike Ford is getting beat. After yeah. that first play, he just, like, he, he, like, put that aside and just balled out for the rest of the game. Another guy, two other guys that I thought played really well at corner, um, Jonathan Olsen and Jamar Summers both had a pick. But I don't know if they'll necessarily make the team, but they are both as well for the practice squad. What did you think about those guys? Uh, Jamar Summers on that one interception play, that was, like, very impressive ball skills right there. He read that play just as a wide receiver. Like that was that's what you exactly want out of a cornerback. And no, I don't think he's making this 53 man roster. But practice squad eligibility, like you said, I think I would like to have a guy. You know, if someone were to ever go down on this line team, I'm okay with promoting Jamar Summers. You know, if ever needed. I mean, it's not a great situation to put in Jamar Summers against guys like number one wide receivers. But uh, you know, I thought he played well, and I think. You know, that's something to keep an eye out on. Jonathan Alston had a nice few, you know, breakups in that game, but he's got to catch the ball, man. He dropped two picks in that game, and he could have ended up having three picks at the end of that day. He had the one. I think could have had three at the end of the day. He dropped two of them. I know he's not a wide receiver, but you got to catch that ball. (laughs) Well, on the bright side, he didn't really get B. You know, that's how I look at it. But he do have to catch it. You got to catch that ball. You got to be a playmaker because Bob Quinn loves his playmakers out there. You got to make, you know. Got to intercept that ball. So uh, yeah, I, I did leave impressed with you know the quarterback stepped up, and I'm I'm finally glad someone stepped up. A lot of quarterbacks stepped up in that game, and we haven't seen that all of preseason. So that was nice and you know, flattering to see in that game. Yeah, it was really good to see. Um, let's go to the special teams now. Okay. We have we have Chuck Washington and we have C.J. Moore. Those guys, uh, 
essentially, I think they're the same player. But yeah, CJ could play on defense. Chuck, not really. What do you think about yeah. those guys? And CJ, like, played really well. Oh, yeah. CJ Moore. Yeah, CJ Moore. Yeah, he looked impressive. You know, getting that one play, getting that punt, got right to the three-yard line. He looked good. Chuck Washington missed an open field tackle. So, I don't think you carry both. I think you got to carry one of them. I don't think there's a way you keep both of them. Who they choose, we'll get into that later into the episode. But I, you know, that's another competition to keep an eye out and look for. And something I like about this football team so much better compared to last year, there's actual legit competition. Like, there's going to be some actual good football players cut from this football team compared to last year where um, we were kind of just sticking some dudes on the football team. And, you know, there's some at that offensive line position, but uh, we'll get into that as well. But I agree. Yeah, that's definitely to keep an eye out for. So um, We forgot to actually mention someone on defense who was playing really well until he got hurt on like a pump play, and then he gave up two plays. I think because he was hurt, but I'm not sure. I thought Amani uh, played well. He had a couple pass defended, and then he got hurt on that there was like a on special teams and then he stayed in the game, showed some toughness, but he couldn't hang in there. Right after he got hurt, he gave up, I believe, two receptions for 30 yards from that mistaken. But I thought for a rookie and the way he came out, I thought he played well. What do you think? Yeah, AO played well out there. I mean, I still don't think he should have won this football team. I, I know we'll, we'll, we'll keep debating this till it happens, but... He needs some time. I, yeah, he, he, he needs some time. I don't think he's ready for that, that quarterback four spot yet, but... You know, he's a good development project. I think he'll end up being a pretty good corner in this league in a, another year or maybe, a, you know, a half season in this league. So you just need to give him the time. And I don't think he's ready for a role on this football team just yet. All right. Uh, back to the special teams. Um, so your boy, Brandon Powell, he was really good in the return game. And TK wasn't – TK was also – but I thought Powell was better in the return oh, game. Brandon Powell's a lot better. Than and I think those two guys are fighting for the same spot. Kind of like your backup slot, your little gadget player on offense. I think those guys are fighting for a spot. What uh, what do you think? I know your boy's Brandon Powell, but what do you think? You know, I, I I like Brandon Powell over Tom Kennedy, but to be fairly honest, I don't see either of them making this football team. We'll get more into that, the details, but um, I think when you have specialists, kind of like Jamal Agnew, kind of guys like Ty Johnson, I don't know how much value Brandon Powell has on this football team, you know. If they could somehow keep Brandon Powell in this practice squad, I'm all down for it. But I don't think Brandon Powell should be on this 53-man roster at the moment right now. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to do our 53-man predictions right after. It's a brand-new football season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is on the Cleveland Browns. The one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on the games. MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. Our Blue Wire producers are using MyBookie.com slash BlueWire to sign up this year. MyBookie has a better bonuses and more prop bets than other sports books. Period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicap sports contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. Wow, $100,000. And it only costs $100 to enter. All you gotta do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, 
you can even bet the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. And when creating your account, claim the bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. All right, we are back. So here, like I promised, we said we were going to do some 53-man predictions. So the way I kind of want to set up this episode is I kind of want to break down position by position. I want to like start off with the quarterbacks. So let's start off the main position, the money position, quarterback. Who do you have as your quarterback right now? All right, I have Matthew Stafford. And quarterback two, um, that was really – I've been going back and forth with this all day. I have Tom Savage right now as quarterback two. Okay. Just think like he's been in the system longer. He's more comfortable. And it's not really fair to him that he hasn't, he didn't have good protection yesterday. And like Josh Johnson, I also like him, but those yesterday in the two minute offense, when he got sacked twice, you can't do that. You have to be aware. So, so I'm assuming you're only carrying two quarterbacks on your football team. Right. And I got Perez on the practice squad. Right, that's okay. Um, yeah, the, I, I'm with you, man. I, so I obviously got Matthew Stafford's my QB one. Um, QB two is it's tough, man. I mean, I want to say Tom Savage because he has he was there all the spring, right. and you know he has the playbook more down. But Josh Johnson has made this definitely an interesting battle. I, I left him probably with Josh Johnson after Cleveland, and he just got better and better as the weeks gone on since he's been here. You know. I'm going to say Josh Johnson now. I mean, I'm not confident in this answer, but I'm going to go out and say Josh Johnson. I loved really impressed with him. I thought he did a better job than Tom Savage. I know you said it wasn't fair, and I agree it wasn't fair, but, you know, Tom Savage had some plays where he wasn't perfect either. You know, held onto the ball too long and, you know, kind of running into some sacks. I like Josh Johnson. I know he was playing against a third-team defense where Tom Savage probably more gets a uh, second-team defense. I'm going to go out and say Josh Johnson. Now. I think he is only just going to get better in the system as the weeks go on. And I think uh, he's a guy I want to keep around on this football team. But, you know, I'm not definitely sold on that answer. But Tom Savage has made things interesting. Or Josh Johnson has made things interesting for Tom Savage. And, you know, will they end up choosing Josh Johnson? I'm not confident, but I'm going to stay it for this podcast reason. I'll say this. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and got another quarterback. Oh, but yeah. for now, I have Savage. I'm not like like you said. I'm not super confident right now, and like that. I just we'll see. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go on to the fullback position. The Lions only have one fullback on this team. Do you see them carrying it? It's fullback Nick Bodden. I do. Yeah, I, I think they'll carry it. It's an easy yeah. decision. Yeah, no explanation for that. All right, let's get into the running back position. So the Lions released Zach Center, which we didn't get to have on the podcast for that Zach Center podcast. So. Um, uh, who is your running back you have right now making this football team? I want to say something about Zenner. Um, I thought he's a solid back. Nothing special about him. He's an okay back. I know some people might get angry. Yes, he played on special teams, but like there was nothing like special on tape that pops up. He just sees the hole and goes through it. I think Mark Thompson has more. Uh, he shows more like more power. He runs harder. You saw bruiser. yesterday his speed. Like when he gets in the open field, he has some speed. Yeah, he's a bruiser so, too. If they choose to go with four running backs, I do like um, Mark Thompson better than Zenner. I know some people will get mad at me for saying that, but it's just those are my thoughts. So with that being said, obviously, Caron's my running back one. CJ's my running back two. And then you have uh, 
Ty, I'm sorry, Ty Johnson. And then you have Mark Thompson. I have yeah. them carrying all those guys. I have Mark yeah, So you have four backs. Yes. Okay. I as well have four backs making this team. I have the same exact group as you do. And, um, you know, before the game in Cleveland, I wasn't convinced on Mark Thompson making this football team. I thought they could potentially go three backs and then with Bodden. So you have four in the backfield. I don't know. I, I left really impressed with Mark Thompson. I don't think that's a guy you want to cut. You know, I think uh, like a guy that just does not get tackled on the first man, that's a guy you need. I don't think Mark Thompson should necessarily be active on game days. But if anyone were to go down, I am confident Mark Thompson to step into that role and fulfill that role and play well. Like if if anything were to happen to carry on, if anything were to happen to CJ, if anything were to happen to Ty, I'm confident Mark Thompson, if we, we needed him to step up and count, you know, count on him, I'm, I'm cool with that. I like Mark Thompson. He really impressed me this preseason. And, you know, he went through a lot of adversity, you know, trying to get through Zach Center and Theo Riddick. You know, it wasn't an easy group to get through in the beginning of training camp. So all the kudos to Mark Thompson. He, I think, earned his spot on this 53-man roster. Yeah. All right, let's get on to the wide receiver position. Who is the wide receivers you have the Lions carrying? All right, I have them carrying six wide receivers. You guys are probably like, what the hell? Why? That's and not I'll say why. So I have uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola. Chris Lacey is my wide receiver four. Yes, the only reason why um, yesterday he didn't play that much, they took him out after a couple of drives. So they, they're obviously comfortable with him. And I have Travis Fulgham, who deserved a spot. And then Brandon Powell, if anything were to happen to Agnew, um, he'd be my returner. And then also they in uh, training camp, they moved him around a little. He played like some gadgets, some little running back here and there. Um, so, yeah, I have Powell making the roster over Tom Kennedy. Okay, that's fair enough. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my receiver. So I got Galladay, I have Amendola, I have Marvin Jones. And then I have, as well as Chris Places, my wide receiver four. My wide receiver five, I'm going Travis Fulton. I don't have six. So Brandon Powell is definitely an interesting one. Like you said, they've used him in the you know in the backfield. They've used him in the passing game. Um, it, it was a tough cut, and he played really well, especially in the return game. I just can't carry him. I, I, I just can't do it because I think they have too much depth at the, at the punt returning and kick returning role with Ty Johnson now. So I just can't carry Brandon Powell. I mean, as much as I like the guy, I think he's a good football player. I think they have Chris Lacey who could play the slot and who could play the outside. So I think they have your you know, your true cornerback four, kind of like what Jermaine Curse was going to do for this football team, could play both the outside and the slot. And then I think Travis Fulgham is kind of your development project. You use a draft pick on him. I think he could develop to be a solid outside wide receiver in this football league. But um, you know, for now, I got to go Chris Lacey active on game days because if Danny Amendola is healthy – I don't see where you can activate Brandon Powell on game days. Well, the problem with Amendola is I, I like Danny Amendola, but he just hasn't been healthy in his career. He's dealt yeah. with a lot of injuries. And, but so then I want Chris Lacey to step into that role. But Chris Lacey, to me, is more outside. Yeah. But, we'll see, I guess. We'll see what they do. Yeah. I, I don't know. Six wide receivers is a little too much for me. And uh, we'll see where I use that extra spot because right now you have an extra guy on the roster over me. So I'll That's tell you fair. where I am. All right, let's start off. Let's go on the tight end position. How many tight ends do you have the Lions carrying? I have them carrying four. I have TJ Hawkinson, Jesse James, Logan Thomas, and Isaac Nada. Nada, I mean, he's also versatile. He could play fullback, tight end. And yesterday, he had a good game. His preseason's been up and down, but he was good yesterday. So, 
yeah. What do you have? Yeah, I as well. I as well have four the same four as well. T.J. Hawkinson, uh, Jesse James, Logan Thomas, and uh, Isaac Nana. So uh, I actually going into the game, I don't ha- I didn't have Isaac Nana on this football team, but I thought. You know, and even like after the first half, I was kind of like filling up my early Ross prediction. I didn't have Isaac Nunn on this football team, but seeing him in the second half, he really impressed me. And I, uh, I think he made made this football team. You know, uh, he was a Bob Quinn draft pick as well, and I think if they ever needed him to step up as well, he's he's another guy that could step up if needed. So I do have Isaac Nunn making this football team. I didn't know. All right, all right. Let's go on to the offensive line, the most interesting position. All right, these are my starters, like, considering everyone is healthy, okay? I have Taylor Decker, Joe Dahl, uh, Frank Ragnow, Graham Glasgow, Rick Wagner, and then my backups are Kenny Wiggins, Ode Abushi, and Tyrell Crosby for now. I think that's going to change. I don't know who's going to be in and out, but I think there's going to be some changes to that. Yeah. Yeah, there, there has to be, because after yesterday, it, was, it wasn't good. All right, so you have... Eight offensive linemen, you have six wide receivers. So I'm going to go on with nine offensive linemen and five wide receivers. So that's where I'm using my okay. extra roster spot. So I have the same exact group you just listed. So uh, Wagner, Glasgow, Ragnow, Dahl, Decker, Wiggins, Abushi, Crosby. And then I have my other one that you didn't list. I'm going to go with Bo Benshaw. Um, the reason why okay. I'm going with Bo Benshaw is just because he can play the guard in the center position. Um, like you said, there should be some changes to that offensive line. Once those changes are happening, I'm not confident in Bo Benchon making this 53-man roster. I think he's uh, more of a guy I would rather carry on my practice squad over the 53-man roster. But for right now, for what we have from this 90-man roster, I, I, li- I usually like to carry nine offensive linemen on my football team So when I make these predictions. So um, I'm going to go with Bo Benchon, but I definitely think that's going to change as the days go on, you know, when the waiver wire um, – market happens and uh you know some players get released because like we said over a thousand players will be released and waived on saturday so right now i have bo benchal but i'm not he's not safe by any means i don't think he ends up making this football team but what i have from this 90 man roster i'm gonna choose him okay that's fair yeah all right i want to get on to the defense so that's our offense let's get on to the defensive line who do you have on the defensive line all right i have um Snacks Harrison, uh, Mike Daniels, Deshaun Hand, Ishan Robinson, Trey Flowers, Romeo Quara, Mitchell Lavin. I think Lavin has really impressed. And they also have Eric Lee. I think Lavin can play inside if you want to play inside. That's just my opinion. And Eric Lee played, both of those guys played really well yesterday. So you're both making it? Yeah, but I have, I want to say this. The reason why I have both those guys make it, because I think Austin Bryant will be on IR. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, my defensive line is I have Trey Flowers, Romeo Quara, Damon Snacks, Harrison, Mike Daniels, Deshaun Hand, Ashawn Robinson, and I have a defensive a defensive end, Eric Lee. So I did not put Mitchell Lavin on this list just because I thought Eric Lee, you know, he's been in the year. Well, so is Lavin, I guess. But Eric Lee has been in the system longer than Mitchell Lavin. You know, Lavin came in late into the regular season, into the practice squad. Eric Lee was a practice squad guy for the Lions uh, after the fourth preseason game. So, and then yeah. they promoted him week four in Dallas. I, I just prefer Eric Lee. And another thing I'm going to bring up, and Bob Quinn loves these guys, versatile players. Eric yeah. Lee can also play the linebacker position if needed. Um, 
So I, I, I right now prefer Eric Lee over Mitchell Laven, but Mitchell Laven has made things very interesting, and he's he was consistent this camp and consistent in preseason. So I wouldn't be shocked if he makes his football team, but as of right now, he's a, a guy I have missing out on this roster. Don't you think, like, if there's, like, injuries on the interior line, don't you think he could also play interior? Because the way he pass rushes to me is, like, it's really good. I think he could play inside a little, too. Kind of like Deshaun Hand, just move him around a little. Yeah, yeah, you probably could. You know, he's more of a defensive end. But, yeah, if you did need him to play some D-tackle, I think he could. I don't know if he's worth the roster spot, though, because I think the linebacker spot with Jared Davis being out, I think the linebacker spot is just more important to me right now. And Eric Lee being able to play the linebacker in the defensive line is more key to me than Mitchell Lave. Because I think what you could do if there was any uh, injuries to that defensive line or that defensive tackle spot, you could always – have a guy like who I think will be on the practice squad is PJ Johnson. I think you could always just promote him to the 53 if needed and he could get better because you could see, you know, we gave some PJ some real shit in the first few episodes of training camp and preseason, but to be fairly honest, he's bounced back pretty nicely. You know, I don't think he's making this 53 yet, but carry him on the practice squad, let him improve his game. If there's any injuries, you can maybe promote PJ Johnson from the practice. Yeah, he squad. needs to get he needs to get a little stronger. He's like he's a little more like he needs to like get get in more shape, get in better shape. So yeah. I think if you carry him on the practice squad, hopefully he like he clears waivers. I like PJ. I thought yesterday he played well. I mean, he showed improvement. He started off really bad, but like you said, he's shown improvement every week. So yeah, yeah. that's all you ask for out of those guys, man. Well, late draft pick, you know, right. late draft picks, undrafted guys, you kind of just. You know, ask for improvement, kind of like you know, Fulgham. You know, for example, I know this is a different position, but Fulgham just got better every week, which is, which was nice. I believe right. Snacks started his career on the practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. So PJ Johnson can follow can follow him, like, and Snacks yeah. is there to mentor him, which is yeah, the best uh, mentor you could have. Yeah, PJ or Snacks started off as an undrafted free agent with the New York Jets, so you know, yeah. So keep an eye out for. All right, All right, let's get to that linebacker position. All right, I have uh, Jared Davis making it, who I think is going to miss some time with a high ankle sprain. It's four to six weeks. He might miss the first couple weeks, three weeks. I'm not sure. Um, I, I have Kristen Jones, Jelani Tavai, Jalen Rees-Maven, and Miles Killebrew. Those are my linebackers. Um, oh, obviously, I'm sorry, Devon Kennard as well. I was going to say, he missed the one. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a good group. I have actually... The same exact group. I have uh, Jared Davis, Devon Kennard, Jelani Tavai, Christian Jones, Jalen reeves Maven, and Miles Killebrew. Um, you know, guys like Steve Longer making a bid for that football team, um, being activated from the pup list. He didn't, he didn't play in the fourth preseason game. And what Davis expected to miss some time, I wouldn't be shocked if Steve Longer makes his football team just because he has played in the system before. He got hurt last year, but he's played in this Lions team before, and he was really good special team wise when he was healthy for the Lions in 2017. So, um, it's definitely got to keep an eye out for. Right now, I do not have him make the football team, but he could maybe potentially make this football team if the Lions think he's good enough to fill in Davis's spot for the time being. All right, so that's our linebackers. Let's get into the cornerback position, who's what's been one of the most interesting battles. Wait, Tyler, I want to say something real fast. Um, I was just thinking about this on the top of my head, and I'm going to cut someone and I'm going to add someone in. This is like right now, right on the Whoa, whoa, whoa. Breaking news on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to cut uh, Mitchell Lavin, okay? 
explode. <laughs> okay, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. So okay. I just like I thought about this just now. D Virgin didn't play last night. It tells me he's safe. So I'm cutting Laven and putting D in, but I'll tell you the rest of my corners right now. Ready? You're yeah. gonna be shocked by this. I have Slay, Melvin, Coleman, Amani, Agnew, Mike Ford, and D Virgin. Now D Virgin was seven? one of Yes. Six. Seven. Seven. Now, D Virgin. Yeah, yeah, but D Virgin is to me is going to take Chuck's spot because he could play defense and special teams. All right, and he wasn't active yesterday, so it tells you he's either a lock or he's going to. I think he's a lock for now. Okay. He's played well on defense at times during during the preseason. Um. So yeah, I have them carrying seven corners. And I'm cutting Mitchell Laven. Okay. Explain the Mike Ford thing, though. Uh, where do you give him the nod over Tease? Um, okay, so Tease Tabor, I have nothing against him. But he just he didn't play well last year. This year, he couldn't stay healthy. I don't know. I want to see more out of him. and I, I kind of given up on him, to be honest. So are you giving Mike Ford the advantage after one preseason game because you know he hasn't really looked really that's no but let's be honest though mike ford did play last year when tease was in there tease was awful yeah mike ford actually made some plays last year i mean mike ford wasn't that good but he was at least better than tease tabor and i know tease was a second round pick i just think it's time to move on maybe he needs a fresh start i think he just needs a change of scenery hopefully that helps him i have nothing against the guy he's talented but i don't think i think it's just time to move on yeah Okay, that's fair enough. Um, all right, so I have my cornerback spot. I have, I have six. Okay. I don't have seven. Slay, Rashawn Melvin, Justin Coleman, Jamal Agnew, Mike Ford, and Amani Arwarie. Because someone corrected me and said I've been saying his name wrong the whole time. So okay. <laughs> hopefully I said it right this time. So I'm going to go with those guys. Um, right now I have, you know, you made a really interesting case of G-Virgin. You're not playing that football game and. Does that mean he's a lock, or does that mean he's cut? That's another interesting question, man. I'm so glad this is not my fo- this is not my job because this is yeah, tough, right. man. This is tough. Um, I'm gonna say Mike Ford, like you said, you brought some you know good facts about how he stepped into that role last year as an undrafted guy, rookie year. Um, had a tough camp this year, this year round, but he looked really good in that fourth preseason game, man. Will they choose Mike Ford over Tease? I have no idea, man. This is this is a that's a tough call, but I'm gonna do it for the podcast reason. I'm gonna have Mike Forrest, my cornerback four. If uh, any of the big three cornerbacks were to go down, or any of Rashawn Melvin or Jerry Slay on the outside were to go down, I I guess I'd insert Mike Ford to be my uh, cornerback four as the outside corner, and then um, if Justin Coleman would ever go down, you can insert Jamal Agnew to that role, and then I think um, Amani. Arwarie is your uh, healthy scratch most weeks, at least early on into the season. And, uh, you know, he kind of develops more and gets a feel of his defense more. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So we got two more spots. Up. Let's do the safety position, the last secondary spot. All right. I actually have two surprise cuts with the safety position. Okay. Some of you guys might be shocked. I have Chuck Washington getting cut. I love Chuck as a special teams player. But this team values versatility, and you have D-Virgin, who could play special teams and defense, and you have C.J. Moore, who could play special teams and defense, and I have C.J. Moore making it over him. And I have another cut is Andrew Adams. He's made plays, but he's also been really bad at times. 
So he's a playmaker, but sometimes, I mean, he's just looked awful on the football field. So I think Andrew Adams is a surprise cut. These are my safeties right now. Quandre Diggs, Tracy Walker, Tavon Wilson, Will Harris, and C.J. Moore. Okay. Um, So right now I have Quandre Diggs, Tracy Walker, Tavon Wilson, Andrew Adams, Will Harris, and C.J. Moore. So I do have six safeties on this football team, which sounds kind of crazy. And I I do have Chuck as a surprise cut. And you brought up a really good point about uh, Chuck, you know, He's really just special teams, and I think CJ offers more versatility. Who could play the defense and who could play special teams if needed? Right. So I prefer CJ more over Chuck. And yeah, I mean Andrew Adams. I did put him on this on my fifty three just for the reasons of the podcast. But you know, I I, I wouldn't be shocked if he is the cut. But you mentioned Divergent. You know, who has who could play the cornerback position pretty well? Or he's you no, know, he's outright corner, and he's really good special teams wise though. Adams. Yeah, he, he's had really good camp, but, you know, the preseason games have been up and down for him. You know, he's been a playmaker some days. You know, he's gotten beat sometimes. I, I, it is a, it's a really tough decision. I don't see him carrying both Tavon Wilson and Ad, Andrew Adams. I know I have it on this 53. I'm just going kind of for our, like, our best players available or our best players on the from the 90. But it, it is going to be tough to carry both Wilson and Adams. It's just kind of who they prefer more in. Oh, man, that is a tough call right now, and I'm glad this is not my job, like I said. But, um, yeah, Andrew Adams is an uh, interesting decision. I think I would like to see him make this football just because of his playmaking skills. He's a ball hawk when he's on. And uh, I think to go along with Quandra Diggs and Tracy Walker, I think Adams could fit in really well with those guys. Will they choose Adams over Wilson? I do not know, but... Man, it's tough. I'm going to just stick with my six I have right now. Well, it's definitely a tough call. Tavon didn't play yesterday, so it tells you what they think of him. And Andrew Adams played the entire game, so that also kind of tells you what they think of Andrew Adams. I'm not sure. I'm just, like, reading a little here. Yeah. That's, that's Maybe they could, tr- like, they could trade if they could trade because supposedly Pat Chung is going to be indicted for cocaine charges. Yeah. Tavon Wilson knows the system. So maybe if they ship Wilson to the Patriots. I'm just making this up. I don't know if they will. Maybe Andrew Adams can make the team, but right now I have him out. So do you agree that you can't carry both Tavon Wilson and Andrew Adams to this team at the same time? Yeah, because C.J. Moore has just been good for an undrafted guy. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a it's going to be a tough call, man. And it's something I'm definitely interested in. That's secondary and offensive line are like the two most interesting positions on this football team. But let's go to the most thing that is most guaranteed. Let's go to the special teams. Who do you have as your three special teams? Your kicker, player, log snapper. I have Matt Prater. Right now, I'm kidding. Not Ryan Santel. So uh, Sam Martin. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was kidding. I was kidding. I have uh, Matt Prater, Sam Martin, and Dom Yolbach. But I want to say something about Sam Martin. Interesting. Today morning, actually, he had uh, $2.4 million non-guaranteed. This year, the Lions gave him 1.7 guarantee, so they gave him a $700,000 pay cut. And then next year's contract is voidable. So they're basically telling Sam Martin, we're giving you a chance to ball out, get a new contract next year, or do awful, and see ya. Yeah. I think they're sending a message to him, and I think he likes that message. So he accepted it. Okay, yeah. Sorry, for my special teams, I got kicker Matt Prater, punter Sam Martin. And as my long staff, there's three things guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and Don Wolbach. So, Don Wolbach will be my long stepper once again for the Detroit Lions. 
And yeah, and that's a that's a wrap to our fifty three man predictions, man. That that was tough. That was really tough. There'll be over eleven hundred players released this weekend. Um, the fans should show some respect to these guys because these guys have kids and families and. I think we shouldn't like say, "Oh, you suck. You deserve it." Blah blah blah. We shouldn't say that. We should respect these guys. So yeah. I just want, yeah, it's tough for them. You know, I mean, imagine you like living out your dream, and they tell you, and "You know what? These, you're fired." These guys try, man. They, you know, kudos to them, and they, you know, pursue their dream, and you know, maybe could be a good day for them. Could be a, you know, we'll see. But uh, that is a wrap to episode thirty-seven of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our recap and our 53-man predictions. You know what time it is now, man. Arizona, it's game week. Regular season is up. I'm excited. Uh, Alright, guys. I'm Tyler from Lions Nation. I'm Pierre from Nature Lions fan page. Alright, Lions fans, take care. See y'all. Alright, guys. Peace. Oh, peace. Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit the D-Line.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. The D-Line.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com